Hello and welcome back to F1 Rewind, the podcast where we delve into the Formula One archives to bring you the stories and events which happened on each day in motorsport history. Hello everyone, welcome back to F1 Rewind. It's episode 4 and somehow it's still January. But we're going to wipe away those winter blues with a packed show full of intriguing Formula One tales from the 24th of January. It's the day on which King Charles II disbanded English Parliament in 1679. The day that Lieutenant General Robert Baden-Powell published Scouting for Boys in 1908 and the day on which Adele released her second album, 21, in 2011. It's also the day that Jensen Button was announced as a Williams driver, the day where Eddie Jordan sold his team in 2005, and the day on which Kimi Raikkonen made headlines for his drunken antics. Yeah, you heard right, drunken Kimi is coming up on today's podcast. I know you can't wait for that, so let's get on with it, shall we? Here are all the stories from Formula One history on the 24th of January. First up on today's show, it's a busy list of birthdays, with five notable drivers born on the 24th of January. The first is American racer Art Cross, who made his only appearances in World Championship events at the Indianapolis 500 between 1952 and 1955. Hailing from the state of New Jersey, his best result at the event came in 1953, when he finished as runner-up to Bill Vukovic. Prior to his racing career, Cross had fought in World War II and received a Purple Heart Award for the wounds he sustained in the Battle of the Bulge. On a slight tangent, if you didn't know, the Battle of the Bulge is also known as the Ardennes Counter-Offensive and took place in the Ardennes Forest in Belgium over the winter of 1944 and 1945. The Ardennes Forest is, of course, familiar to F1 fans, as it's where the legendary Spa circuit is located. Nearby Stavelot was one of the most fought-over areas in the battle. Back to Art Cross, and another interesting fact about him is that he was the first driver to be awarded the Indy 500 Rookie of the Year honour after finishing fifth on debut in 1952. The award has been given out annually since, with former F1 drivers Alexander Rossi and Fernando Alonso picking up the honours in 2016 and 2017 respectively. Santino Ferrucci is the most recent winner of the award. For Art Cross, he used the money awarded to him to buy a farm in Indiana, which he turned his attention to after his retirement from racing. Tony Tremor is the second F1 driver who celebrates his birthday on this date. Born in 1943, he entered six races in total between 1975 and 1978. He failed to qualify at all six races, but that says more about the cars in which he entered than his driving talent. Trimmer showed his skills in many non-championship races, one such great race being a podium finish in the 1978 BRDC International Trophy race at Silverstone. The race was held in torrential rain, and the tough conditions caught out many members of the F1 elite, such as Mario Andretti, Jackie X, James Hunt and Nicky Lauda. But Trimmer crossed the line behind Keki Rosberg and Emerson Fittipaldi to claim third place. As a side note, the race marked the first time future 1982 world champion Keki Rosberg won a race in an F1 car. It was only his second race in the machinery. Joe Gartner was born on this day in 1954. 
Gartner enjoyed a successful career in the lower formulas and stepped up to Formula One with Osella in 1984. He retired from his first four races before finishing for the first time at Zandvoort in the Dutch Grand Prix and then going on to finish fifth and within the points in the Italian Grand Prix. However, the Osella team had only officially entered one car for the entire season, so Gartner didn't actually pick up the points as he was driving the team's second car. The same issue befell Gerhard Berger in this race, who was driving the second car for the ATS team. He too should have picked up his debut points in this race. Instead, only the top four were awarded points. Gartner and Berger were both under consideration for a seat at Arrows in 1985, which was eventually handed to Berger. Gartner didn't have much in the way of a budget, and teams such as Osella and Tolman chose drivers with more financial backing for the following year. Trimmer went on to have a career in endurance racing, but it was cut short with a fatal crash in the 1986 running of the 24 Hours of Le Mans. Gartner was the last driver to be killed in the race until 2013. The cause of his crash was never determined. Today is also the birthday of iRacing menace, Scott Speed. Speed didn't quite live up to his name in Formula 1, failing to pick up a point in his 28 race career. After becoming the first American driver to race in F1 for 13 years when he joined Toro Rosso in 2006, Speed's F1 career ended with him spinning into a gravel trap in the rain-soaked 2007 European Grand Prix. Some eyewitnesses report that a physical altercation took place between Speed and team principal Franz Tost after this race, though Tost has denied that that was the case. Speed then went on to tell journalists that Toro Rosso wanted to sack both him and teammate Vitantonio Liuzzi as soon as possible. Well, it seems that they got their wish, as Speed was replaced before the next round of the championship by promising young driver Sebastian Vettel. Speed went on to race in NASCAR at the Daytona 500 and in Formula E when he scored a podium finish in the 2015 Miami E-Prix. Speed made headlines in early 2018 when he purposefully attempted to crash into an iRacing competitor. One final driver born on this day is one who never raced an F1 but arguably had the talent to. 2012 GP2 champion Davide Valsecchi was born on the 24th of January 1987. He rose through the ranks of Formula Renault, Formula 3 and Formula 3000 before joining the GP2 series in 2008. His first season was a little bit of a crash fest. He crashed in qualifying for the Istanbul round, smashing into a tyre barrier at 175 miles per hour and necessitating a trip to hospital. He missed two races as a result while he recovered. Then, later in the season, he crashed heavily at Spa and required another hospital trip. He was uninjured though, and one week later claimed his maiden GP2 victory in the Monza sprint race. He'd go on to win the title with Dams in 2012. In the meantime, he'd taken up a test driver role at Team Lotus and drove in the first free practice session at the 2011 Malaysia Grand Prix, replacing Heike Kovalainen. Valsecchi later became reserve driver for the other Lotus team in 2013. News came that Kimi Raikkonen would miss the final two races of the 2013 season and Valsecchi as reserve driver was expected to replace him. Instead, the drive went to Kovalainen and Valsecchi was publicly critical of the decision. He was replaced by Charles Peak in the reserve role for the 2014 season and never got another F1 opportunity. 
Nowadays, Valsecchi is an analyst on Italia's Sky Sport F1 channel and can be heard on commentary duty for Formula 2. Is that just the perfect? By the way, that quintet of drivers share their birthday with Neil Diamond and breeze block enthusiast and Roman Emperor, Hadrian. Kurt Adolf died on this day in 2012 following a long period of ill health. After serving as a paratrooper in World War II and trying his hand in bobsleigh events, the German entered only one championship F1 race, the 1953 German Grand Prix. The length of the old Nordschleife circuit is really shown by the fact that Adolf qualified in 27th and 1 minute and 53 seconds off the pace. He retired from the Grand Prix with transmission issues after three laps. He soon gave up racing to pursue business interests, which included his family textile business, and later served as the German consul to Chile. Next up, it's time for the headlines, and it was on this day in 2000 that Jensen Button was announced as a Williams F1 driver for the upcoming season. The announcement coincided with the team's car launch, and Button himself found out the news only moments before it was revealed to the world. He partaken in a shootout test with Brazilian racer Bruno Junquera to decide who would partner Ralph Schumacher. And Button came out on top. Jensen allegedly beat Junquera's lap time by only two thousandths of a second. In an article before the start of the 2000 season, Donald McRae wrote in The Guardian that Button was the most hyped driver since Ayrton Senna. At the time, Button became Britain's youngest F1 driver, a record which has since been taken by Lando Norris. Jensen's future team BAR Honda also launched their 2000 car on the same day. On this day in 1996, it was announced that the FIA wanted drivers to take an exam to test their knowledge of the F1 rules. It was in a bid to diminish the number of accidents caused by lack of knowledge of the rules. Martin Brundle called it an idiot test, and given the number of idiots that there had been in F1 up to that point, it was long overdue. Just kidding. Although... Next up, we have a string of F1 calendar news-related stories. These days, the calendar is agreed upon well in advance of the new season starting, but that hasn't always been the case, as the following stories from the late 1990s show. The provisional 1998 calendar was revealed in December 1997, and the French Grand Prix wasn't included on it due to an ongoing dispute over television broadcasting rights. The dispute arose after a French court ruled that all national television channels were allowed to operate at the Magnicourt circuit during the French Grand Prix weekend. This went against the FIA's exclusive rights deals, which were arranged with individual broadcasters. With the future in doubt for the first time in 43 years, backup races in China and South Africa had been planned, with the Portuguese Grand Prix also looking unlikely to go ahead. On this day in 1998, the French sports minister said that the door was open for the French event to be rescheduled. It eventually was, and the event took place in July. The Portuguese event, however, was cancelled as upgrades to the Estoril track couldn't be completed in time. The following year, it was the Argentine Grand Prix which was set to fall off the calendar. Initial reports of the event's demise emerged on this day in 1999, with financial issues befalling the circuit. 
The cancellation meant that there was a massive five-week gap between the first and second rounds of the 1999 season. A Chinese Grand Prix at the Zhuhai International Circuit was once again planned for 1999, but it never materialised. One more nugget of calendar changes, it was on this day in 2002 that the FIA amended the 2002 calendar with only one tiny difference. The European Grand Prix's qualifying session would take place 45 minutes earlier than usual in order to avoid a clash with the quarter-final World Cup match which was taking place on the same day. Another car launch from this day in F1 history was that of Sauber in 2001. On the same day, Peter Sauber said that he'd like to see Formula 1 use the same point scoring system as used in the American Kart Series. At the time, the Kart Series awarded points to the top 12 drivers in the race, compared to the top 6 in Formula 1. Sauber argued that the system would show which midfield teams were performing better. Sauber scored 8 points in 2000, finishing 8th in the standings. But had the kart scoring system been used, Sauber would have ended up 6th overall. The 2001 Sauber launch was the first car launch which Kimi Raikkonen was at, as he was to make his debut with the team that year, which leads us on nicely to our next story. It was a frosty Monday morning at McLaren on the 24th of January 2005, following media coverage over the weekend of Kimi's antics in a lap dancing club in London. The Iceman was allegedly thrown out of the club after a night of heavy drinking on the weekend before McLaren's new car made its debut on track at Catalonia. Speaking at the test, Raikkonen was not faced by the attention, saying that his private life didn't make him any slower on track. couple of Jordan stories for you now, and what would a couple of Jordan stories be without a couple of Eddies? It was on this day in 2003 that Eddie Irvine effectively announced his retirement from Formula 1. The shy and retiring Ulsterman had been set to return to Jordan for the new season, the team with whom he'd made his debut in 1993. But he was forced out of the running when officials started demanding money for the drive alongside Giancarlo Fisichella. Instead, Felipe Massa said that he was confident of securing the drive with the yellow team. But he didn't. The drive eventually went to Irish driver Ralph Furman. Also, in Jordan news, it was on this day in 2005 that Eddie Jordan announced that the Jordan days of Eddie Jordan and the Jordan team were going to come to an end, as he'd sold the team to the Midland Group. The sale of the team had been the subject of media speculation for months, and many had expected Arden's Christian Horner to take over the team. Instead, Horner moved to the team principal role at Red Bull for the 2005 season. As with most deals in Formula 1, Bernie Eccleston was involved in the sale of Jordan, as it was him who originally introduced Eddie Jordan to Alex Schneider from the Midland Group. The team operated as Jordan Grand Prix before becoming Midland for 2006, but it would be just 593 days before the team was sold again and became Spiker for 2007. And finally on today's podcast, what is, in hindsight, an amusing article from the start of 2007. On this day in 2007, Lewis Hamilton said that he'd accept being the number two driver at McLaren in his rookie season. Hamilton said that he was going to learn from his teammate Fernando Alonso and work on closing the gap to him over the course of the season. Yeah, you could say that happened. 
Anyway, 12 months later, after Hamilton and Alonso's relationship exploded and the McLaren team had imploded, Hamilton appeared in the headlines again, this time saying that he'd used Alonso's 2007 antics as a lesson on how not to behave in Formula 1. Well, at least someone learned something. Talking of learning things, I hope you've learnt plenty in this week's F1 Rewind. From War Hero Art Cross, the tale of Tony Trimmer and Kimmy's nightclub antics, I think it's fair to say I've covered quite a range of topics this week. And how about that idiot test? Time to introduce it yet? Mm, probably. I'll be back next week with even more tales from the F1 treasure trove as we look at all the events from the last day of January. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss it. And I'll see you then.